solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. confident are you in a pick if your new general manager admitted that your team did not have a lot of discussions about that player that was picked at 67 how confident can you be cody it depends um what what i would say what i would say is this nick did say prior to the to the press conference and during the press conference that it didn't matter what anybody else said that he was going to have the last say in every single pick that we saw over the weekend. And that's why I cannot wait to start today's show on this beautiful Monday talking about the Houston, Texas. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Happy to be back with you guys to kick off this week's show. Cannot do this show without the greatest co-host in the world. Cody Davis. And as always, please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And boy, we have a really good show, not just for today, but for this entire week, because there is a lot to say and a lot to discuss about the 2021 Houston Texans draft Absolutely, and I can't wait to dive into it for today's show. You know, I think it's very important to look at the overall thoughts from this draft, our own personal grades, how the Texans chose familiarity over talent with their first two picks. Uh, Also, the move to draft Mills, breaking him down with the limited tape that we have on him. As you guys may or may not know, he only started – in 11 games so it's very important to look at that how that will affect the houston texans for the 2021-22 season and overall how shocked were we at the team for prioritizing the offense over defense however before we get into that today's episode is brought to you by built bar get 15 percent off on your next built bar order by using promo code Locked 15. Again, that is locked 15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. The draft over the weekend, Cody, for me was more than a head scratcher. It was very confusing. And whether we were anticipating a trade up into the second round, or didn't matter. However, we could have gotten, you know, a better draft pick, we were content with picking at 67. But overall, the consensus idea behind it of if we're staying at 67, that's okay as long as we get a starter, whether it's offense or defense at 67, that pick needs to be a starter. And for Nick Casario to be his first draft, we wanted to see how he was going to attack the draft. And you know what? To come flat out and say it, Davis Miles, Mills rather, out of Stanford, just didn't do it for me but let's go ahead and start the number one conversation that we're going to have davis mills out of stanford and i'll and i'll tell you a couple of things things that i like after watching some of his tape specifically the colorado tape he can make every nfl throw I, i definitely want to give you guys what i like first to start this monday he can make the throws he has good mechanics has good hips good footwork He can release the ball at times before the defender was in position to make a play due to his play recognition, which is really good. 
He has an ability to make a defender miss in the pocket, which is really good. Things that I don't like, which is very important. His health has been a reason why we have a sample size of his games, which is 11. As I watched tape, very few times did he progress in his reads. Not too many plays where he led the safety away from the spot he was going. Threw in the good coverage too many times. Consistency is a problem. Ball placement on tight inside throws, that's a problem. And if we look at that, we understand that Cody Knight for the longest had been, you know, the discussion was the quarterback position was the number one question mark on this team. And it was. My theory is Kellen Munn was actually going to be a Houston Texan before the uh, Minnesota Vikings grabbed him. And so I think at that point, Cody, for me, if you did not get your guy, the guy you were you were 100% in on, you draft the best available talent. And I think that's why people like myself was thrown off by this selection. And if curiosity killed the cat, then familiarity will hurt this franchise. Will he be a day one starter for the Houston Texans? No, don't think so. Don't think so at all. And I feel like this is one of those picks where when we look at Nick Asirio, and we have to admire it and respect it, understanding that he's going to do what he feels is best for the franchise. I get it. But nobody wants to hear competition anymore. You're going to have that competition. You got almost 90 guys on the roster. Some of these guys you brought in doing free agency, and they're going to be special team guys. They're going to be, you know, sub packages guys. The competition will be there. But there were opportunity for you to build on a weak secondary at 67. And you did not do that because you address your quarterback position with a lesser talent. And is it because you know him? Is it because your coaching staff has connections with the school he went to? Nobody really cares about that. David saw Pep Hamilton have a good relationship. Pep Hamilton and, and, the, and the school of Michigan has a good relationship. We get that. But for you to draft Davis Miles, I'm sorry, Mills, with the 67 pick overall, I'm going to say, it, to me, it was stupid. But with your secondary being so weak as it is, and you missing the guy that you probably wanted in Kellen Mond, the next, uh, best, the next best available option was you to fix problems that are apparent on your team. The quarterback position is one, but you just signed Tyrod Taylor for about $12 million, up to $12 million. You have Ryan Finley. And you can always go find veterans in the league because are we in agreement that this year the Texans are probably in the race for maybe Sam Howell out of North Carolina? He's projected to be a, a, a top quarterback next year. The quarterback from Oklahoma State, uh, from Oklahoma, he's projected to be a top-rating quarterback. They're probably in the running right now for either one of those two quarterbacks or my conspiracy, uh, Tua Tagovailoa at some point, depending on what happens with Deshaun Watson. So fix those areas on that team if you really want to be competitive and bring in guys that make sense. Davis Mills just doesn't make any sense to me. And, and that's okay. I could be completely wrong. He could be a genius. But I will say this, Nick Osario leaves the Patriots. The Patriots kill it in the draft. Everybody's scratching their head right now about the Texans.
with low grades for the Houston Texans draft. This is this is going to be very interesting, John, because I'm looking at it from a different standpoint. Because first and foremost, and I wrote about this on the Texans Wire, on ESPN Houston, I even talked about it on this show. I'm not surprised that the Texans went out and drafted Davis Mills because the writing on the wall, all signs pointed to the Texans drafting either Mills, Mons, or Trask with their first overall pick because they needed another quarterback to go into this season with. Because excluding Deshaun Watson, you only had two quarterbacks on your roster. And I'm pretty sure we can all agree that there is a good possibility. Yes, Tyrod Taylor is going to start out the season as a starting quarterback but let's be real how often is he going to finish the year as your starting quarterback and ryan finley like you said last week he is one bad preseason game away from being cut from the nfl i'm not mad by the fact that they drafted davis i'm more upset by the fact that kyle trask and kelly mon two prospects who are better than davis was taken what two three picks before the texans had an opportunity to make their pick I feel like we're getting the same thing we got out of the last Bill Belichick disciple. Uh, smart and dependable has now become the equivalent to competitive competition. Last year in the second round, which was our first pick due to, you know, trades, the Texans drafted Ross Blacklock. They needed help at running back. The very next pick was a running back, Jonathan Taylor, who balled for the uh, Colts. We've seen you know, time and time again, I can give you other uh, examples if I if I need to. But we've seen the Texans draft guys due to what they believe will make this team a, a good roster. At 67, when Davis Mills was drafted, the following players was on the board. Ifado Milifona, the cornerback out of uh, Clemson, Elijah Molding, and Ambry Thomas. Three secondary players on which in which the Texans needed help at that position, cornerback and safety. And if, like I said, if your guy isn't there at 67, who you really want, you have to take the next best available player. I now wonder with this draft and later in the week, we will talk about the projections of the 2021, 22 season post expectations for this team moving forward i now wonder if the odds for the texans winning more than four games would change at some point however if it does you can make some money on that get you some extra cash with betonline.ag the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action get all the latest news odds and info on all of your sporting needs including mlb nba nhl and ufc mma action don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. Promo code is locked on. Don't forget to use promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And Texans fans, listen up. I definitely want to tell you guys about Nugganix, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, which is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugganix total, text DRAFT to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by testosterone, which helps boost free testosterone 
and total testosterone levels, increasing energy and muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nuganix Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape. Absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. I don't think the draft was a total uh, waste. I don't think it was a total bust. I think the Texans made some very good moves. But I was informed right before the draft, maybe a week or so before the draft, that Nico Collins was actually very high on the Texans draft list from a source close to the situation. Uh, me and him talked about it. Like he let me know that the Texans were really big on Nico Collins, Cody, and listeners at home. However, were you shocked that the team prioritized offense over defense? Yeah, most definitely, because going into this draft, you know, there was a split decision, no matter if it was reporters, it doesn't matter if it was fans. Um, there was a split decision on what the Texans should do with their first overall pick. However, John and listeners, what I would say, when you break down every single one of these prospects, especially the first two, I'm not surprised that Nick Casario went this route because when you take a look at the guys that he drafted and when you take a look at the players that he signed during free agency, they all have one thing in common. And that one thing is familiarity. John, just take a look at the first two draft choices. Davis Mills, he has, he already has a relationship with Pep Hamilton. And what did Pep Hamilton coach? At Stanford with Andrew Luck. And John, your source told you that Nico Collins was high on their list, correct? Yeah, so the text I received was Nico Collins and Elijah Moore were high on the Texans target list. And Nico Collins came from Michigan. And the Texans have not one, but two coaches on their current coaching staff who came from Michigan. Pep Hamilton, who is, of course, as we know, the Texans' new quarterback coach, and Bing McDaniels, who is the Texans' assistant wide receiver coach. And both of those guys already have a relationship with Nico Collins. Nick Casario did it in free agency, and he did it again in the draft. If there is one pattern that we have discovered with Nick Casario is going out and getting guys, getting players who already has ties to the coaching staff and to the team personnel. Like I just mentioned, we saw it with their top two picks in the draft and just take a look at free agency really quick. Chris Conley, David Cully, Tyrod Taylor, David Cully and Pep Hamilton. And of course, Marcus Cannon, the New England Patriots, of course, Jack Easterby and Nick Casario himself. And that's also part of the reason why I feel the Texans kind of prioritize offense over defense, because once again, you had two players in this draft who already had close ties to the coaching staff. Maybe if the roles was reversed and there were a number of guys on the defensive side of the ball who had a close relationship with a Pep Hamilton, with a David Cully or whoever the case might be, John and listeners, we'd be sitting here having a whole nother different kind of discussion. And also to further that point, Lane Taylor and James Campbell, the two newcomers on the coach, well, one on the coaching staff and one on the offensive line, uh, they are familiar with each other. And, and that's why I started the show with if curiosity killed the cat, then maybe familiarity may hurt the franchise. Because just because you know a guy doesn't necessarily mean he's right for the job. Uh, but was I shocked that Houston chose a prioritized? offense over defense no i wasn't to your point they made a lot of defensive moves in the free agency uh, on all three levels desmond king terrence brooks terrence mitchell so they brought in players in the secondary we know about the influx of linebackers 
that they brought in in the, in the, in the free agency, and also the defensive tackles. That, and I thought that was the area that they could have drafted on, the defensive tackle, especially interior. Uh, however, I, I don't think it's shocking that offense was prioritized over defense. I think it's more shocking of the offensive players that were drafted potentially not seeing the field this year for significant playing time. But, but John, I'm I'm concerned, but John, and I'm sorry to cut you off really quick. And of course we got to move on, but outside of Davis mills, I think the possibility of Nico Collins and Brevin Jordan, I think they're going to see the field this year. Yeah. And you know what? Because these are, I I think both. He, to me, he comes off as the best player taken in this draft for Houston. Uh, it's, it's not that he comes off. He is the best player. And it's funny because really quick, you know, we talk about the gang guys and then the uh, Casario crew. Mm-hmm. It's over for Kaheli. It's over <laughs> for Kaheli. You have to throw that in for you, Kaheli wearing fans. It's over for him. And I also want to mention this. And, and, I, and I had the opportunity to ask Nick Casario because John – just last week matter of fact i believe it was friday our friday installment of you know the day of the draft when we were talking about positions that we did not want to see the texans go after and and of course it's ironic because i mentioned the tight end position and my main reasoning for mentioning the tight end is because you have jordan akins and pharaoh brown as your top two primary tight ends john i'm now starting to get a sense that it's not only over for Kaheli Waring, but it's also, this might also mark the beginning of the end for Jordan Akins because Akins is entering the last year of his contract. And just like the Justin Reed situation, I find it very ironic that nothing has been said and nothing has been done about Akins' contract. Along with Davis Mills, along with Nico Collins, that I can't wait to really fully expand on throughout the week to talk football. Because one thing that I'm okay with is living and knowing that Nick Asirio is getting his type of guys, his type of players. Whether that works out in the Texans' favor or not, all we can say is, hey, you know what? He rolled the dice on players he believes will make this team better. And, and and to keep it frank, Nico Collins and uh, Jordan were two guys that I, I thoroughly loved. And I'll say this, because we will talk about more of Nico Collins throughout the week. Uh, I will say that at 6'4", he ran a 4'4". He has speed. He's tall. He's a big receiver. But guys, trading up for him was a mistake. If you really believed in him that much, you could have drafted him at 67, in my opinion. I wonder how Nick Casario is going to feed us on the guys <laughs> that we disagree with. I will say this. I can't wait to talk about the undrafted free agents that Houston brought in later in the week as well. So that's also something you guys need to stick around with us uh, to hear that discussion. But hopefully you're here right now to hear about Bill Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar ever. 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors, 12 original flavors, highlighted by peanut butter, mint brownie, and coconut. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Bill Bar is great for the health-conscious guy and gal. 
You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Amazing for a keto diet. You get a free cooler while supplies last. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 at BillBar.com for 15% off your next order. Before closing out this Monday installment of Locked On Texans, John and I are going to give our final grades of what Nick Osirio did over the weekend for the 2021 NFL draft with the Texans came away with. But John, really quick, going back to your statement, and I saw a lot of people on Twitter and stuff talking about the fact that the Texans traded up in order to select Nico Collins and John you just revealed that you had a source tell you that Nico Collins was very high on their draft board after day two of the draft when Nico Sirio was asked about it he said that during that time a lot of the players who was ranked high on the Texans draft board was starting to disappear and he felt that he needed to make a move in order to trade up for Nico Collins at that moment However, with that being said, Nick Osirio also said that he did not, and he and he didn't do it. He said true to his word. He did not want to use future assets, and matter of fact, future draft capital to trade up in this year's draft class. And I wanted to bring that up because first and foremost, it lets me know that A, Nick Osirio was kind of aggressive in this year's draft but two and most importantly he did not want to mess up the texans draft stop for next offseason because i'm pretty sure we can all agree that you know given how bad this team might be in 2021 the texans may have some valuable draft picks heading into next offseason and not only that when you take a look at nick casario moving up I think it was pick number 89 in order to get Nico. How often can you say you are able to trade what a fourth round pick and a sixth round pick in order to move up to a third? It's not too often, especially considering once again, a lot of people are starting to get a sense that the Texans draft capital in 2022 is going to be very valuable. Yeah. Sam, how <laughs> out of North Carolina, they don't get that quarterback that they want via trade this year. The sweepstakes for Sam would be all in. I'm telling you that right now. But if I can grade this draft, I'll, I'll give it a C plus. I think that's fair. Um, nothing will change my mind about Davis Mills. I think he's a one-read quarterback. I think, you know, he really struggled. And I mean struggled with moving the safeties or defenders uh, from the way he wanted to go. And if those are things you struggled with in college, yes, we have Pep Hamilton. Uh, yes, we saw Pep Hamilton do great things with Justin Hebert. But, you know, Justin Hebert was already Justin Hebert. He, Pep Hamilton just happened to put the, the icing on the cake. But I think a C-plus is good. I like Nico Collins, by the way. I think his biggest struggle, which we'll get into more this, year, uh, more this week, is he will be more of a zone receiver. Would do great in getting to, you know, sitting in zones, using his speed and his size to make plays. Uh, but he struggled in college with uh, man coverage. He struggled in college with that. Uh, his his route running ability is is lackluster. His his ability to create separation while in while going against a man coverage defender is lackluster. And, and those are the things that I worry about. But I think he's coming into a situation where 
nobody is asking you to be a dominant receiver right now. The Texans are looking for you to add competition. That's what we want here in Houston. And overall, add to the wide receiver depth chart. And so now you essentially have two Chris Conley's on your roster with Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb. And, 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 that, and, and I like those odds. You know, that 4-4 speed really blew me away, along with his 6-4 frame. And Brevin Jordan, you know, I think if there's any day one starter that was drafted in this year's draft for Houston, it's Jordan. It really is. I think that Houston will implement a two tight end set with the addition of Andy Bischoff as the tight end coach moving forward. We saw what he was able to do in his success in Baltimore, uh, running a two tight end set in similar situations. You don't have a quarterback that's going to have a, a, a volume of 50 passes per game that equate to wins. You don't have that in Houston. Like you really didn't have that in, in Baltimore. You had a quarterback that can run the ball, make plays with his arm here and there. And if you allow him to get hot, he can beat you. But you're not going to go out there and air it out 50 times per game. So when it's time for you to make plays through the air, you give him security blankets. And I think that's what Farrell Brown and Brevin Jordan can be here in Houston moving forward, uh, bearing any injury. C-plus is fair. C-plus is very fair. Uh, but overall, where I stand is Davis Mills is a bad pick. I pay you $20 to change my mind. I agree with you. I also gave the Texans a C plus first and foremost. Uh, one of the biggest positive, I still think the Texans came away okay given the hand that they was dealt with. And you're talking about a situation that Nick Casario and nobody in this personnel outside of um, Cal McNair was part of the reason why they were in this predicament to begin with. However, I understand why you're not high on Davis Mills. I'm not high on Davis Mills myself. However, the Texans did go out and get a project quarterback that if he has the opportunity to develop, he's going to be a strong option for the Texans moving forward. Possibly not in 2022, but maybe in 2023. Who knows? But this is a guy who's going to be a project quarterback. I love the addition of Nico Collins and Brevin Jordan. I cannot wait to talk more about them. I just wish that the Texans had used this draft class to focus on defense. However, like Nick Casario says, a lot of times it's not about trying to focus on one side of the ball over the other side more so it's, it's more about building a team trying to add a lot of great football players who's going to do what john create, create that good competition. old competition competition. <laughs> competition 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 hey listen guys don't forget to follow us throughout the week we have to talk about the undrafted players. I think Houston got a good batch of undrafted players that can either make their practice squad, uh, special teams, or with the lack of explosiveness with this wide receiving court, you may be able to see a couple of these guys on Sundays. And so that's what we're going to look into for the week. Also, more with Davis Mills, more with the draft more with the approach of the draft throughout the week and of course a couple of interviews so i'm john some sports guy hickman welcome back to the locked on texas podcast starting off on monday follow us on twitter at locked on texans and like us on facebook 
And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.